We're in the middle of Likud Imran Torachov Beis, the left-hand column, about three-quarters way down the page. <coughs> so far, Rabbeinazal spoke about a few major concepts in this Torah. He spoke about two Chaisams, a Chaisam Haraglim and a Chaisam Hayodin, Chaisam Hayodaim. These referred to the Moichichi Hadur, are called the Chaisam Haraglim, Kaviyocha, like the feet of Hashem, and Rabbein Azal explained why, two reasons why. And then he spoke about the Chosam Hayodayim, which referred to Emuna. Emuna helps a person to be able to receive Toichocha from the Moichichi Hadur. And Rabbein Azal showed how and why. Then Rabbein Azal said, in order to nourish this Emuna, a person nourishes it by receiving the light of the Shivaroyim, the seven shepherds of Bnei Yisrael. Rabbein Azal quoted the Pasuk, Ure'ei Emuna, that the Royim shine into the Amuna. Then he said that it's impossible to get close to these shepherds without Azus Digdusha. Nehalto vi Ozcho el In order to get close to these Kedoshim, these Shivaroyim, you need Azus. You need gutsiness. A person needs strength and toughness and gutsiness and even chutzpah in a sense. Not to not to accept rejection, not to give up where other people would. And Rabbeinazal mentioned the fact that all the different koilos, that pe- all the different sounds that people make, whether it be screaming in tefillah, the blast of the shofar, singing, these are all different forms of azus. This azus that we spoke about, that a person needs in order to get close to these she- seven shepherds. Then Rabbeinazal went on to discuss the guf and the neshama and how important it is for a Jew to see to it, to share with the guf the light and the pleasure and the wisdom and the ruchnius that the neshama receives, so that if the two are connected properly, if the guf is purified properly, so that the neshama is willing to share with the guf some of the pleasures that it has, then sometimes the guf can even do favors for the neshama. Sometimes when the neshama is down, the guf can go in and help it out and support it to give it a chance to get back to its proper madrega. Rabbi Nezal said that's done also through koil. The connection, the chibur between the guf and the neshama is done through sound. Rabbi Nezal quoted a pasuk, mikoil anchosi dovka atzmi libsori. From the sound of my sighing, Krechtzing, when a person gives a real Jewish krechts, deep from the heart, a deep sigh, the Gemara says, Anocha shoiveres gufoi shaladam, that breaks the body, which means it breaks the bed in the body, it breaks the gashmius of the body, it breaks the, the stubbornness of the body, it's unwillingness to get involved in Kiddushan, to get close to Hashem. Once that's broken, then the neshama is no longer afraid to get close to the body. While the body still has azus in it, the wrong kind of azus, the neshama keeps its distance. It it doesn't want to get too close because it's afraid that the body will do damage to the neshama. But once the azus of the body is broken, then the neshama is willing to get close to it and share with it where both of them end up benefiting. Rabbi Nezal mentioned also... (coughs) that this concept of body and neshama correspond to bone and flesh. And he proved it from different psukim. <clears throat> and he said that this also applies to the comparison between Bnei Yisrael and the tzaddik. Compared to the tzaddik, 
Bnei Yisrael are considered to be the body compared to the tzaddik who represents the neshama. And the whole concept of the tzaddik getting close to Bnei Yisrael in order to help them, or Bnei Yisrael getting close to the tzaddik, corresponds to this concept of the body and the neshama, sharing with each other, helping each other, you know, and, and rising up together. This is basically what we discussed so far. And Rabbi Nezal had stressed again the importance of the bosor being close to the etzim. The bosor symbolizing the guf, the etzim, the atzmius of a person, the essence of the person is the neshama. Rabbi Nezal said a person has to see to it that these two should be tightly attached in a constructive way where the neshama will give to the guf. Now Rabbi Nezal says, paragraph ches, in order for a Jew to get to this level called Bosor, which means the, the type of Bosor that's close to the Etzim, where he's a Jew who has a close connection to the Tzaddik, where the Tzaddik is willing to share with him the He'orah that the Tzaddik receives, his knowledge, his wisdom, his closeness to Hashem, he's willing to share it with this person, Hualidei Hashimush. That comes about through serving the tzaddik, through serving the talmidei chachamim. Al yidei shemeshamesh es hachocham nasa bechinas bosor lahachocham. By serving the chacham, he becomes flesh to the chacham, like flesh on bone. V'chein al yidei shemeshamesh haguf lahaneshomo baasiyas mitzvos maisiyos nasa haguf bechinas bosor lahaneshomo. And so too regarding a, an individual person. The more that the body is used to do mitzvahs with, putting tefillin on the hands, running to shul, using every part of the body, singing zmiros with the mouth, with the throat, utilizing the body to do mitzvahs, the more the body is mishamesh, the neshama, it serves the needs of the neshama, the closer it gets to the neshama, the more attached, in a way where the neshama will be able to get the body to feel its pleasure, its heora. Now, this item of shimush, again, we stress, the Gemara makes a statement, Even though a student definitely receives a certain closeness to a rabbi by learning from the rabbi, by attending shurim, listening to the divrei Torah, reviewing it, inscribing it in his heart, that definitely is a major connection. Rabbi Nezal explains in a different chapter, <coughs> that when a tzaddik gives advice to a Talmud, that's a concept of marriage. Because Rabbi Nezal shows how when the nochosh, when the snake gave bad advice to Chava to eat from the Eitzadas, the wording that she used was, Hanochosh hishiani vo'echel. The snake married me and I ate. Just like in marriage, there's a mashpia and a makabel. There's one who gives and one who receives. So too similar. And just as in marriage, the zera originates in the moyach, so too, Rabbi Nezal says, when a person transmits advice or knowledge of Torah, it's also a concept of marriage. One on the receiving end, one on the giving end, and something being transmitted. A zera of Torah. Seeds being planted, seeds of wisdom, of knowledge. So there's definitely a very serious connection there. We call it a wedding when advice is being given over. Advice is Torah. The Torah is called Eitzos, Taryag Itin Doiraisa. 
However, the Gemara says, as close as that brings a student to a rabbi, Godel Shimusha Shaltera Yoiser Melimuda. There's certain things that a person can't learn in classroom. It's only if he stays close to the tzaddik, he lives with him. Like by Yeshua, it says, Yeshua nar lo yomish Any chance he had to be in Moshe Rabbeinu's house, in Moshe Rabbeinu's tent, to watch him, to observe his living, he jumped at that because he understood that there's certain things that a Rebbe can't tell. And this we find in many sforim. You'll find this expression sforim where Rav Zal, for example, will talk about a certain item and he'll say, more than this, I can't tell you. You'll only be able to learn it from living experience. That living experience, some of it has to do between student and rabbi also. So the Gemara says, If a student is and thereby he gets to be in his presence and to watch him and to learn if he'll be observant, if he'll really be believe that when that if he's dealing with a tzaddik or a chacham, every move he makes has Torah in it, and he'll be watching that, he'll be able to learn more. That's considered to be even a closer connection. Rabbi Nezal says here that the shi- now again, one without the other would be silly. A person who's going to be mishamish and not learn, he's missing the punchline. This is supposed to be the whipped cream on top of the cake. This is supposed to be the cherry on top. If there's a cake... There's what to put cream on. If a person is learning, he's trying to absorb everything he can in limud from a chacham, and then he adds to that the shimush, that's when he's getting the total package. And Rabbi Nezal says, that's what gives the Talmud the privilege of becoming literally bosor to etzem. In other words, a certain extra closeness where he's able to experience and to feel what the neshama feels, what the chacham feels, he'll be able to feel it also because he's much closer than the typical distance that a student has from a Rebbe. Rabbi Nezal says now, and when the bosor is on this level, it's purified to the extent where it's closely attached to the etzim and it receives from the etzim. Oz v'lirushalayim mi bosor etim. The Pesach says, <coughs> To Yerushalayim, from my flesh, I will give. Rabbi Nezal explains, Mi bosor hanimoil hanal, through this bosor that has been purified. Nimoil means, he just like a bris milu, you cut away the orla, you strip away the bed in it, when a person has perfected his body the way it's supposed to be. Nishlam Yerushalayim. Through that, Yerushalayim is Nishlam. Shehi kirya ne'emono. Yerushalayim is the symbol of the city of faith. That's what it's called in the Novi. Kirya ne'emono, the city of faith. Hainu shezoichen lovoi le'emono shehi kloli esagdusho shemekablen mitzadik yadur ho'amitim. Then, when a person has purified his bosor through this shimush, then he'll be zeichet to receive the emunah v'lirushalayim mi basar etain. Once he's basar, he can give to Yerushalayim. In other words, he will receive etain. Mean I will give him Yerushalayim. I will give him this concept of emunah. Yerushalayim is called Kiryan emunah. He'll receive the limud of emunah, which we said is the main limud that the tzaddikim give over to their students. The main thing that they teach them is faith in Hashem.
We learned earlier that it's impossible to come close to the Sadikim and Chachomim unless a person has a certain Azustik Dusha, a stubbornness and a toughness and a persistence. This also corresponds to all the different sounds of Kedusha that we spoke about earlier. Sounds of Tefillah, sounds of Shoifor, sounds of singing. These Koilois of Kedusha are what break the Azus, the wrong kind of Azus. Rabbein Azal quoted a Pesach, Hain yitain bekoiloi, Koil oiz, that through koil a person receives the oiz of kedusha and gets rid of the oiz of the sitrachra. Shehu bechinas azus aguf, which means he breaks the azus of the guf, the gashmias azus, the wrong azus. V'zoichen leskarev ulistabik aleim, and he's zoichen to come close and to become attached to the tzaddikim. Vaydeze zoichen lemuna shlema. And through by coming close to them, they're able to transmit to him what their main transmission is, which is emuna. Shubachinas Yerushalayim Kiryon Emona, which means Mibosar Vilirushalayim Mibosar Eten. When the person achieves the Madrega of Bosar, which means he's broken the Azus Haguf, he's Azus through which he gets close to the Etzem, to the Tzadik, then he's Yerushalayim, he's to receive this Limud of Emuna which comes from them. When you break the azus of the guf, it's automatically replaced with this azus dikdusha. It's like, again, the two ends of the seesaw. When one goes down, the other one automatically goes up. Is this the Muna Shlema, is this the same as the second place in the Rebbe Zalbis Yes. He's talking about the Amuna that a person receives from these shiva, that a person receives a horror for it from the shivarayim. Regarding this item of emuna being the main limud, <coughs> we say on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, atzosoi emuna pe'ulosoi emes. Atzosoi, referring to Hashem kavyochol. Hashem's advice is faith. Pe'ulosoi, Hashem's actions are emes, truth. Atzosoi is a nickname for the whole Torah. We mentioned the Torah is called Taryag Itin Doiraisa, 613 mitzvahs. What is the whole Torah? Kol mitzvaisecho emuna, the Pasuk says. The summary of all the mitzvahs is emuna, which means that the more a person learns and the more a person gets to understand the Torah and understand Yiddishkeit, the more a person has to be growing in the realization that he doesn't understand. That's part, that, that's what's called growth in Yiddishkeit. That the more a person rises it, the more a person penetrates the depth of the Gemara, for example, it's not that he feels he's conquered it. If he's really doing it right, each time he penetrates a layer, he sees six more layers that he hasn't penetrated. That kind of thing. The more each time a person is shown something, if he's being shown it by the Yetzir Tov, he'll automatically be shown double that he's not being shown. He'll realize much more so how much he doesn't know. This is the concept of tachlis hayediyah asher loineida, that the epitome of knowledge in Yiddishkeit and in Torah is knowing that we don't know. That's And that's called emunah. That's the concept of, of Purim, the holiday of Purim, which is considered so holy that the Zohar Kodesh says Yom Kippur is called Yom Kippurim. It's a day that's like Purim. It's almost as holy as Purim, not as holy. Why is Purim so holy? Because Purim was Mechias Amolek. 
when Amalek was destroyed. Amalek is the opposite of Emuna. The Zohar Kodesh says the word Amalek is bigimatria suffix. Amalek represents the opposite of Emunah, which means that Purim represents a day when the Emunah had its major aliyah, when the Emunah was strengthened. Proof is that there was a tremendous amount of Geirim that joined Bnei Yisrael <coughs> on Purim, uh, through the miracle of Purim. Geirim is people who drop their Avodah Zorah and come and accept the faith of Bnei Yisrael. That's the wording. It's not that uh, a Geir doesn't become a Geir because he understands, becomes Geir because he's accepting Emunah in Hashem, Emunah in the Torah. That all took place on Purim. That's why the mitzvah on Purim is to drink ad deloyoda, to drink until the person becomes senseless, until he doesn't understand. Meaning, this not understanding means until he believes. Because we know that when a person drinks bigdusha, the drink doesn't eliminate his brain, it doesn't turn the brain off, but rather it expands the brain. It opens the brain wider. More vision, more vision, more vision. What's the widest vision? The widest vision is seeing that I don't see. When a person looks at the sun at a real bright light, what they see is black. They see darkness because the light is so bright. That's this concept of this limud of emuna that Sadiqim give over. And Rav Nosan stresses this in the Kutei Alochis. That this is what's, what's called really learning Torah. This, unfortunately, is one of the very expensive mistakes that are made in different places where people study Torah, where they're not taught this. They're not given this, this serious impression. They're misled into the, he learned another page. He feels he became smart. He knows more. He's one up on Hashem. Like he's getting closer to Hashem. He's closing the gap between himself and Hashem. Rather than uh, where, where the person starts feeling a gaiva, he becomes bigger and bigger. Whereas people that are taught Torah the right way, the more he learns, the humbler, the smaller he's supposed to feel. He's supposed to be realizing more that, wow, until I learned what I learned today, I thought that Yiddishkeit was only six million. After I learned what I learned today, I see it's eight million. And tomorrow it becomes 12 million. And each day, the more I go into it, the more I see how much how much there is that I don't know yet. However, we should be zechut to that kind of limud. That's the way tzaddikim teach Torah, where the more a person is receiving light, the more the emuna is being strengthened each time. Now Rabbi Nezal says, This item that we mentioned before, which is so critical in coming close to tzaddikim, where the Gemara says, the Jews only were given the Torah because they had Azus. Where does that Azus come from? Where does the person get the stubbornness that they need in religion to keep trying, not to give up, <coughs> and to have the chutzpah, the gutsiness to push oneself to get close to a tzaddik, even when it seems as if the tzaddik isn't putting out any big welcome mats. He's not making it easy for the person to get in. Rabbi Nezal says, Through a person being zeichet to really be happy, that will give him the azistik dusha that he needs. The Bechina says, the Pesach says in Nechemia, Your joy with Hashem that's your strength. That's what will give you strength. This means by a person serving Hashem, 
in the style of Nase Vinishma. First I'll do, and then I'll understand. A person showing a youthfulness and a humbleness of being willing to do the religion even before I totally understand it. Being willing to do each individual mitzvah, whether it be davening, whether it be putting on tefillin, even before I fully understand it, that's what leads, that's what brings simcha, that's what brings azaz tikdusha. Where do we see the connection between that and simcha? Shehu bechinas ha-simcha. Na'asev ishma is a concept of simcha. K'mo Yishem Razal, as the Gemara says in Shabbos, B'sho she'omru Yisrael na'asev ishma when the Jews stood at Har Sinai. And they made this famous statement where they said to Hashem, Na'asev will do v'nishma and then we'll understand. We're willing to do things even before we fully understand them. Yordu shishim riboy malochim, 600,000 angels came down from heaven, v'nosnu shtei atorois baroish kolechod, and they put two crowns on the head of each and every one of the 600,000 Jews. Ukishechotu, and then afterwards when the Jews worshipped the golden calf, nilkechu, these crowns were removed. And there's going to come a time in the future when Hashem is going to restore these crowns. How do we know? Shenemar, <coughs> as the Pesach says, This Pesach is talking about the future when Mashiach will come. The Jews will be to a simcha on their heads, like a crown on the head. Nimtza, we see from this, simcha, that a Jew having this, this attitude of nasev is what got them the crowns. And when the Torah discusses the restoration of the crowns, it says their simcha will be restored. So we see that these crowns of nasev are synonymous with simcha. Bechinas v'simchas oilam al roisham. This is the joy that's worn on top of the head. And this is a very important note as far as Yiddishkeit, as far as being from, as far as Hasidim. This big deal about Simcha. What's the big deal about Simcha? Could Simcha compare with learning? The answer is no. Simcha is way above learning. Because learning is the head. Learning is the Reish. Learning is using the brain. Simcha is Al Reisham. Simcha is the Keser. Simcha, the Sifrei Kabbalah and the Zohar Kodesh, and all of them explain, Simcha represents the Kiddusha that comes from the crown of Hashem itself. And when a person has Simcha, it's like he's wearing a shield of armor that's impenetrable. Even if his Rebbe will smack him down, even if the Rebbe will push him away, if he has this Simcha that comes from Nasev and Ishma, where he's willing, without understanding, he wants to come close to Hashem, he'll have, that'll give him the Azus that he needs to get close, to break any barriers and to get close to, to, to learn this emuna, etc., etc. So here Rabbeinazal gave advice that in order to get this quality of azistik dusha that's needed to come close to the shivaroyim, the key is simcha. And, and where does simcha come from? From nasev and ishma, from a person accepting upon themselves this attitude of humbleness and a willingness to, to connect with Hashem even before I, a willingness to do even before I understand.
Rabbein Azal says now, V'day, you should know, Kishnei ho'edim, she'ekhtiru b'choyrev, minasev anishma, that these two crowns that the Jews were given from this statement of nasev anishma, heim b'chinas b'reshis b'ro, they correspond to the two opening words of the Torah, b'reshis, in the beginning, b'ro, Hashem created as is brought in the Zohar Kodesh, in the section Safra Desnusa, Parakei, the Zohar Kodesh says over there, Bereshis do Maimar, Boro Chatsi Maimar. The word Bereshis is a complete statement. The Gemara says that when Hashem first created the world, the world was created with ten vayoymers, ten statements. So the Gemara says, but if you count, if you add them up, in the beginning of the Torah, you find there are only nine. The Gemara says, Bereshis nami maimarhu. Bereshis is also considered to be a statement of creation. So the Zohar Kodesh says, if Bereshis is a statement, then Bora is half a statement, because Bora is half of the word Bereshis. The Zohar Kodesh says that this concept of Maimar and Chatsi Maimar, Do Eden Ilo, Eden Tato, corresponds to a concept of an upper Eden and a lower Gan Eden. Chochmo Ilo, a higher level wisdom, Chochmo Tato, and a lower level wisdom. Av, Uben, a father and a son. And now Rabbi Nezal is going to explain this. Rebbe Zal, when he discusses this on the Likut Imran tapes, mentions that this concept of Av and Bain being related to Bereshis and Bora, there's a very simple connection. The word Bro in Aramaic means Ben, a son. The word Bereshis, Reshis means the beginning. The beginning is Av. In other words, the Roy, uh, Bereshis is always Chachma, Reshis Chachma Yeras Hashem, and Chachma is always called Abba, the father. The father is considered Chachma, the mother is Bina, Ki Aim La Bina Tikra. The mother is called Bina. So we see how Bereshis Boro corresponds to a concept of Av and Bain. Now Rabbi Nezal is going to explain this. We're going to have a lot of, lot of explanation and illumination on this concept of this Maimar and Chatsi Maimar. Kinas <coughs> Venishma Heimbechinas Nestorois Veniglois. Rabbi Nezal says, this concept of Nasev and Ishma corresponds to the concept of that which is hidden from a person and that which is revealed to the person. Nasev, Hubechinas Niglois. Nasev, Asiyo, represents that which is visible to the person. Hainu ha-mitzvois she'efshel kol echod l'kayim l'fim adregosoi. That corresponds to those mitzvois which every single Jew is capable of doing on his madrega. The nishma, whereas this concept of nishma to understand, that refers to the hidden portion of the Torah, that which is above the person and hidden from him, where he doesn't, he can't do the doing that's needed for that. Lamoshel, Rabbi Nezal gives an example now. Eitzel kol mitzvah, yesh dvorim shesvivois ha-mitzvah. If you recall, in the previous chapter on Likut Imran, we discussed a pnim, a pnimi, and a makif. We discussed something inside and something surrounding it on the outside. We said that that wisdom which is in the person's brain already is called pnimi, that which he acquired already. 
the makif represents everything that the person does not yet understand, we picture that as a halo around his head. Rabbein Azal said, and we learned in that Torah that the Torah itself also has a makif and pnimi. Here Rabbein Azal gives one example of the concept of makif and pnimi related to the Torah. We have the mitzvah to the Torah, the technical mitzvah, that those words in the Torah which describe the technical part of the mitzvah, that's the pnimi. But there's a whole layer of words around that. It starts off, What's that? Torah means to teach. Every single word in the Torah has instruction in it. It has advice for us. Where's the advice in the Vayidabar Hashem al The answer is, it's there, but it's hidden from us. We don't understand it. There are tzaddikim who reach a level of knowledge of Torah where there's to be masik, the advice that's found in the Vayidabar Hashem al and in all the surrounding words surrounding the actual technical commandments of the Torah. As Rabbi Nezal explains now, Lamoshol Eitzel Kol Mitzvah Yesh Dvorim Shesvivoy Samitzvah Kimelvad Hatsivoy Hanemar Batorah Lekayim Mitzvah. Besides the actual command in the Torah, instructing us to do the mitzvah Yesh Oid Lazed Dvorim Batorah. There's other words in the Torah. Kigoyin Vaydabra Shemel Moshe Veshar Diburi Atorah Shesvivoy Samitzvah. For example, all the surrounding words that are not part of the actual technical instruction of doing the mitzvah. And the service of Hashem that's to be learned from these words that surround the mitzvah. That service of Hashem is in the category of nishma. It's a higher level service. It's hidden from most regular Jews. Most regular Jews who learn Torah are not on the level of understanding the advice and the information and the instruction that's to be learned from those surrounding words. Because the mitzvah itself, we are in a position to fulfill in a simple form. But the Avodah Hashem that's found in these words that surround the mitzvah, that we don't know. That's a concept of nishma, that which is hidden from ordinary men. Now another example of this nishma is Torah Shabal Peh. The whole concept of Torah Shabal Peh. You look in a Chumash and you read up on the mitzvah of tefillin, and it's got four and a half words discussing tefillin. It doesn't say what color it should be, it doesn't say how long, how thick, where to, all the different instructions. All of that is nistar. In the Torah Shebech it's nistar. The Gemara comes along and finds a key word here, an exegrash over here, all the codes, to learn all of this additional information. Nishma means that which is not written down. It's not the Torah Shebech it's Balpeh. It's given over from word to mouth. You know, it's from mouth to ear. It's transmitted through the ears. That's also this Limud of Nishma. That's an example of this Nistar, this Makifin of the Torah Shebech Sav, Unekeva, Gever. The Torah Shebech is always compared to Nukva, the Malchus surrounding the Zohar of the Torah Shebech Another example of this is the musical notes, the trup surrounding the words. If you open a Sefer Torah, where's the trup? It's, it's there, 
but it's nistor, it's hidden. You don't see it. It's not visible, it's invisible, and yet there's tremendous wisdom, advice that's learned from that shrub. We once mentioned in the shir that there's a Gemara that says that one of the rabbis once was walking down the steps and he tripped and he almost hurt himself. He, he hurt himself a little. So he was telling this over to one of his friends, a fellow rabbi of the Gemara. So the rabbi said to him, could it be that a poor man came to your door requesting tzedakah and you didn't give him the right amount and that's why this happened to you? And the Gemara doesn't explain what, what how, what's the connection? Why didn't he say, could it be that you didn't daven shachris with kavona that morning? Why did he pick that item? Along comes the Vilna Gon and says, I'll show you. The Vilna Goinzal says that if you look in the Chumash, where Hashem gives the instruction to give tzedakah, where it says, Nosoin titain, if you look at the trup, the musical notes of those words, the two musical notes are Darga, Tavir. The word Darga in Aramaic means a step. Tavir means Lishbor, to break, broken step. This rabbi heard that a step broke, he tripped on a step, which means like a step crumbled under him and he, he fell. He understood right away, must be connected to this mitzvah. Now we read the words, Nosoin Titein, all we see is the instruction to give. We don't see the additional message there that the act of giving stoka is what gives a sureness to a person's feet. It guarantees that he'll walk with a solid step, he won't trip. This is an example of this nistor in Torah, the Torah Shebaal Peh, which the Chachomim, the Tzadikim, this is their function. They're the ones who teach us this nishma, this nistor of Torah. And this appears on, on billions of levels. Obviously, compared to Torah Shabal Peh, it's Kabbalah, the wisdom of Kabbalah. If we, if we want to compare Gemara to Kabbalah, Gemara is Nigla compared to the secrets of Kabbalah, which are called Nistar relative to Gemara. Gemara relative to Chumash is its Nistar. <coughs> now Rabbi Nezal says, Vezebechinas Torah Utfila. And this concept of nasev and ishma also con- corresponds to learning and davening. Torah and tefillah. Naseh hubechinas ha-Torah. The term naseh, to do, that's the Torah. The Torah is full of what to do. Hainu haniglois. This means the concept of what's revealed, what's obvious, what's visible. Mashiodei alakayim, that which we know to do. We said earlier that Nishma represents that which is hidden. Torah It's not written in the Chumash what color the tefillin should be. It's Nishma. We heard it from our rabbis. Bechinas dibure ha-Torah. That refers to the dibur of Torah. Not the ksav ha-Torah, not what's written, but the spoken word. This refers to the words that are written around the actual instruction of the mitzvah. That's this concept of nistor. Where the person, a regular average person, does not know what service of Hashem is to be learned from these seemingly meaningless words. The trap. Musical notes, what kind of learning is that? Who would imagine that there's a whole science in the trap that each musical note that's written on a mitzvah tells us how that mitzvah functions and what it's purpose, what it leads to and what it doesn't lead to? Where the person does not understand how to serve Hashem with that. 
Bechinas Tefillah. That concept of not understanding is a concept of Tefillah. Shehi Dveikus. Tefillah is a concept of merging. It's a, a merging with Hashem, not through logic and reason, but through a closeness, through a feeling. This Nista. Kishmiya Talia Baliba. Where do we see the connection between Nishma and Tefillah? Rabbein Zal is going to build that now. The Zohar Kodesh says that Shmiya depends on the heart. When somebody talks to somebody else, when are they being heard? When the words go into the ears, baloney. We know there's a concept of in one ear, out the other ear. What do you mean? I, he heard what I said. He didn't hear what I said. It's only considered hearing when it penetrates the heart. Daber <coughs> elibam. The Zohar Kodesh says, Shmiya Talia Baliba, that hearing, true hearing, listening, is dependent on the heart. As Shloim HaMelech was mispala Hashem, and he said to Hashem, V'nosato li'avdecho leiv shemeya. Hashem, please give your servant a heart that will understand, a heart that will listen. V'avoyda shebeleiv zu And we know that tefillah is also synonymous with heart. Shifchi kamayim libech noichach pnei Hashem. The Gemara says, Ula ovdoi bechol levavchem, to serve Hashem with your whole heart. Ezehu avoy de shebelev, havyomer zu tefillah. The Gemara says, tefillah is that which is done with the heart. The Apostle says, Dovor hamosr lelev, nema boi v'yoresim alikecho. That again, tefillah is a person's expression of their innermost feelings. Not, the Apostle says, Bisfosov chibduni, when Hashem despises somebody's tefillah, Hashem says with his lips, he's giving me praise. He's saying all kinds of nice things about me. But his heart is far from me. The Iker tefillah is heart. It's outpouring of the heart, that concept, which is Shmiya. Shmiya is to- Nishma. Nishma is the lave. Rabbi Nezal says, This means achieving a certain closeness, merging with the Oyrein Soif, with the infinite light of Hashem. Because when we talk about the infinity of Hashem, the infinite light of Hashem, that's something in which we have no grasp. We can't hold on to it. It's intangible. It's not nasa. It's not that which you can hold in your hand. It's something that you can't grasp. And once we say that the person has no grasp on that, in the Diburim of the Torah, not the written, not the actual instruction of the mitzvah, but the Diburim surrounding it, because that's called the hidden part of the Torah, where it's not obvious what the message is there. That corresponds to the concept of davening, which is dveikus, Shehurak bitul lohain soif, which is only a concept of null, uh, becoming botel to the infinite light of Hashem, merging with, with Hashem. Period. Interestingly, I just saw recently in Likutia Lohais where Abnasan Zal says that when Rabbein Zal first mentioned him the topic of his spoiletus, the topic of speaking to Hashem in your own language, Rabbi Nassim said that he challenged Rabbi Nassim with a question. He said that, you know, here, Rabbi Nassim told him that you have to ask Hashem to give you your Hashemayim and ask Hashem to help you do mitzvahs, etc., etc. So Rabbi Nassim said, how could you say that? What about Bechira? 
What about the fact that a man has free choice to do not? Are you tell me, ask Hashem to force my hand? We say the whole purpose of the world is free choice, that I'm not being forced, that I should be the one who has the option of doing what I want and, and climbing to a level where I want what Hashem wants. <coughs> so he said that Rabbi Nezal brushed him off. Rabbi Nezal said to him, gave him an answer like, anyway, Davin. And Rabbi Nezal didn't really explain why. He didn't answer his question. And Rabbi Nezal writes that he understood that what Rabbi Nezal was implying was, you're right. Logically, using a certain sense of logic and rationale, it doesn't really make sense. Why I should be able to ask Hashem to help me do the mitzvah, that's defeating the purpose. Supposedly what Hashem wants is He wants me to get to a place where I will want to do it on my own. That's the difference between man and malach. Malach can't do what he wants, man can. Bechira. But yet, Rav Nosenzal said, you could, the fact is you could ask this question about even the standard tefillahs. If you look in Yisrael <coughs> and other places, you see that there are many tefillahs where we're asking for just that. We're asking Hashem, Hu yifta chlibenu b'seirosoi, may Hashem put into my heart ahavonira, v'sein b'libenu bino, lohovenu lahaskil, lilmoid, lala, you know, etc. So number one, the question doesn't just apply to Hispoidus, it applies to those Tfilis also. And number two, Rav Nosenzal says, the answer is you're right. Logically, sent alpidas, alpichochmo, alpinasa, alpitoira, it doesn't make sense. Tfila is above Torah. Tfila is irrational and unreasonable and illogical. According to reason, according to justice, this person deserves death. Ishbechetoyumas. And through tefillah, he can nullify it. How? Because tefillah is nishma, nister. This dveikus be'en soif, which goes above the standard rules. The standard rules are Torah, justice, fairness, ksa. The tefillah goes above that. Now Rabbi Nezal says, V'yesh b'chol darga v'darga, v'chein b'chol oilam v'oilam, b'chinas nasa v'nishma. You should know, that this concept of Nasa Vanishma doesn't just exist on one level. There's billions of occurrences of this. This appears on every on every level by every person in every world. <clears throat> Each and every single person on whatever religious level that person is on, whatever level of Torah knowledge they have, whatever level tefillah they have, <coughs> for that person on his level, that which he understands is considered to be Torah, Nase, Nigla. That which he doesn't understand is considered to be Nistar, Nishma, Tefillah. It's stuff that his access to it is not by understanding. You can ex- try to explain from today till tomorrow, he won't understand. It's only through Tefillah that his mind will be expanded and open wider to be able to accept this new knowledge, this higher level knowledge. Because when a person achieves a new level, a new height above the height he was previously on, Azai Nase Mehan Nishma Shaloi Bechinas Nase. Then what happens is that what was previously nishma to him, meaning that which he didn't understand, 
it becomes Maser. Now he does understand it. He rises to a new level. It means what was Nishma before becomes Naser. And then he achieves a new Nishma. And this keeps repeating itself from level to level. Because religion is infinite. Hashem is infinite. The more a person learns more, the more he absorbs more, he receives access he gains access to new knowledge that he doesn't know. Each time something goes into the brain, everything slides forward. The domino theory, everything moves one level closer, and knowledge that previously was two steps away from him, now it becomes one step away from him. When that goes in, then again, what was previously two steps away moves to the level of one step. So to every single person, whatever rung on the ladder he's on, relative to the Am Yisrael, if we picture the whole Am Yisrael standing on different steps of ladders, depending on what height they're at, each person has what's relative to him, Nase, and what's relative to him, Nishma. His Nishma can be a Nase of somebody greater than him. And the same thing applies in every single one of the worlds. Because, for example, one of the names that's used to describe the different worlds, our world, the world that we live in, is called Olam Hazer, Olam Hashofel, the lowly world. The world above us is called Olam Hakoychovim the world of the stars, the sun, the moon, and those. And above that is the Olam HaMalochim, the world of the angels. Rabbi Nezal says that which to us on this world is Naseh, to those on the world above us, to, I'm sorry, that which to us is Nishma, to them it could be Naseh. Whereas their Nishma is something way, way above. <coughs> And this continues from world to world. This is the concept of what the Gemara says, there's a posik in Tehillim. In the beginning of Tehillim it says, Fortunate is the person who stays away from everything bad and he works on Torah Hashem and in his Torah he struggles day and night. The question is, it mentions Torah Hashem and Torah Soi. So the Gemara says, It starts out, the Torah starts out as being Hashem's Torah, Hashem's knowledge. At that point, it's hidden from me. I haven't yet acquired it. I haven't yet taken it in my brain. As the Pesach says, that which is hidden from us belongs to Hashem. To Hashem, it's not hidden. And then when the person rises up and he gets to the level above the level that he's on now, that which previously was in Hashem's pocket, now he takes some of that and puts it into his pocket. That He learns some of that Torah, it becomes his. So it becomes from Torah Hashem, which it, with which it was originally, it becomes now Torah Soi, <clears throat> being the person's Torah. 
Shenase Mehanishma Nase. What was originally Nishma, Nister to him, now gets converted to Nase, it gets converted to Niglo. Shehubechinas Vahaniglois Lonul Vonenu. That which is Niglo belongs to us and our children. Which means the Torah, before B'nai Yisrael learn it, it's considered to be Hashem's Torah. Each and every single Jew, as he climbs in Torah, and he learns new and new pieces of Torah, he converts Torah Hashem to Torah Soi. He changes it from Hashem's Torah to become his own Torah. And this is the concept of respect for a Talmud Chacham. Why do I have to respect this person? Just because he has Torah, it's not his Torah, it's Hashem's Torah. The Gemara says, no. Once he learns it, once a Talmud Chacham acquires Torah, that Torah becomes his. And therefore, there's a respect that's due to him for the Torah that he has acquired. V'zeh, Rabbi Nezal says, this is pshat in the Pasuk, Hanestoros l'ashem alikeinu, v'aniklois l'onul v'aneinu adoylam l'asois es kol divrei ha-Torah zois. Rabbi Nezal is going to explain this whole Pasuk now. <coughs> That which is hidden, and it's only in Hashem's possession, that's what we called previously Nishma. And that which is revealed, and it belongs to us and to our children, that means that's already, it's dropped to the level of Nase, it's become ours. The Pesach continues, Ad Oilam, forever, Lasois es divrei atoyra zois. Rabbeinazel explains, Sheyelech mi dargo le dargo, Sheyovoi leoilom sheyihye meanishma nase. The person will climb from level to level and get to a world where what was originally nishma to him becomes nase to him. Vizeh lasois es kol divrei atoyra zois. We learned earlier that divrei hatoira him dibure hatoira shesvivois hamitzvois. What we called earlier the divrei hatoira, the dibure, the vayidabra shemel moishalemar, is that stuff which was makif. It was that which surrounded the mitzvah. Now this person is accomplishing lasois es called divrei hatoira zois. He's taking the divrei hatoira, which is nishma, which is makif. And he's turning it into lasois. He's converting it to nase. He's bringing it to where he acquires it. As called He makes them into nase. This is why the Pesach says forever, eternally, meaning this isn't something you do once when you become religious. This is something that when a person becomes religious, every single day they're supposed to be converting nishma tanase, going from level to level, achieving new knowledge, new wisdom. To climb from step to step and from world to world. A Jew can actually rise from world to world in, in understanding of Hashem. The term divrei refers to the vayidabers which surround the mitzvah. 
שהם בחינס הנסטורויס, בחינס נשמע כנל, ינסה מהם בחינס נסה בחינס ניגלויס. A Jew's mission in this world is to take the nistor, the דיבורי התוירה, ותוירס השם, and convert it to נסה, convert it to ניגלויס, convert it to תוירסוי, convert it to that which he has acquired. And this occurs on every single level. We'll hold it over here for now. Rabbi Nezal is going to explain now in more detail exactly how this works and how high this actually goes. We're in the middle of Likut Emran, Torah Chof Beis. We're in the middle of paragraph Yud. <coughs> in our Likut Emran, it's page 75, the left-hand column, the middle of the page, where the paragraph begins from the words, V'tzorech kolodom sheyelech midarga ladarga. We're not going to go into any major reviews of what we had till now, just the last topic that we had, Rabbein Azal spoke about a concept of Naseh Venishma. The fact that when the Yidin were in the Midbar, at the time that Hashem was giving the Torah to B'nai Yisrael, they made a statement where they said, we will do, and then we'll understand. They were willing to commit themselves to fulfill all the commandments of Hashem without understanding and before understanding. And the Gemara says that when they said this, the Malachim placed two crowns on the head of each Jew for saying these words, Nasev and Ishma. In the last shir, Rabbi Nizal began a discussion about the topic of Nasa and Nishma, explaining how Nasa referred to a lower level and Nishma was a higher level. Nasa referred to Nigla, the revealed portion of the Torah. Nishma <coughs> referred to the Nistar, the secrets of Torah. And Rabbeinus, I'll prove this and explain this based on Pesukim, which we already covered. We're going to continue from where we left off. Some of today's discussion will include reviewing. You'll see Rabbeinus and Rabnosenzal are going to bring in proofs that we had before so that hopefully it'll be clear. Rabbeinus says now, Each and every single Jew has to see to it to climb from level to level. And to go from world to world. This means spiritual worlds. Changing, in other words, changing level in a major way. <coughs> so that each and every single time, the person is climbing into a new cycle of Nasev and Ishma, A higher level of Nasev and Ishma than what he had before. says, which means that the person should take what today is for him nishma, which is synonymous with nistar, which is synonymous with tfila, which corresponds to the divrei Torah which surround a mitzvah, we learned earlier that in the Torah, there's the exact commandment of Hashem to make tzitzis, and then there's the words that surround the mitzvah, etc. And we'd explained 
that some people take that for granted. They don't realize that if there weren't messages found in those words, if there weren't instructions and advice on how to come close to Hashem in those words, they wouldn't appear in the Torah. I, the Kasha, that when I look at it on the surface and I see the words, I don't see any clear advice on the surface. I don't see what the message is there in simple form. The answer is it's not simple. It's a deeper level of Torah and a deeper level of wisdom than the actual basic presentation of the mitzvah themselves. This part that surrounds the mitzvah corresponds to what we learned about in the previous chapter on Likud Imran, the concept of a pnimi and a makif. The pnimi being that seichel which a person already has, has achieved and understood. It's inside his head, inside his brain, and the makif representing that wisdom which the person hasn't yet achieved, so that it's not inside the head, but we picture it in a sense as a halo around the head, and that that represents this concept of the the halo that surrounds the mitzvahs of the Torah. Those extra words that are found before and after and surrounding the instructions of the mitzvahs, they represent makif into the mitzvahs, a much higher level knowledge. So they correspond to nishma, which corresponds to nistar, the secrets of Torah, which corresponds to tefillah. That's all the upper level. Rabbi Nezal says a Jew has to see to it every single time to take his nishma, his tefillah, his nistar, his dibur which surround the mitzvah, and convert it to, to convert it to, bechinas nase, bechinas nigla, bechinas Torah, bechinas Torah soy. These are all concepts that we, we covered previously. He has to take what's tefillah to him and convert it to Torah. In other words, that which was more intangible to him and bring it rise to a level where that becomes tangible to him, that becomes regular to him in a sense. And so too with the concept of that which was originally nistar to him, to convert it to nigla, that which was originally hidden to him, it was very deep, something above his level of understanding, he has to rise to a level where that becomes nigla to him, it becomes revealed to him. And so too, to take tefillah, what's originally on a comparable level of tefillah to him, convert it to Torah, more asiyah, and so too to take what was originally Torah's Hashem, which was not his yet, it was originally in Hashem's possession before the person made it his, before he went out and studied that Torah <coughs> and, and acquired it and made it his. Rabbi Nezal says each and every single time a person has to rise to new levels where he takes what was previously nishma to him and converts it to nase to him. He takes what was previously nistar to him and converts it to nigla to him and so on and so forth. And when he does that, he receives a new makif. He receives a new nishma. When his old nishma becomes nase to him, it makes room for a whole new layer, a whole new level to come in to become his nishma. A person has to see to it to be climbing from level to level, step by step, until the person reaches such a height of Kiddusha that represents the beginning of when Hashem first created the world, when it was at its highest level of purity. 
which represents the beginning of the Olam HaAtzilus, which is the highest of the worlds. Vishom yesh gamkein bechinas nasa v'nishma. And even on that uppermost level, there also, there is this concept of these two, the nasa and the nishma. Ki bechinas nishma sheyeshom hu toiras Hashem be'emes. We said earlier that nasa was toirosoi, nishma was toiras Hashem. Rabbi Nezal says that when you get to the tchilas huatzilus, over there, the nishma is really Torah Hashem. It means the highest, highest possible level of Torah, Kaviochol, on the level of Hashem's wisdom. Ki bechol oilam v'dargo Torah Hashem hirak b'shem hamushol. Because when we spoke about different levels that people are on, and we said that each person on the level that he's on, there's a concept of what's Torah soi and what's Torah Hashem. When we use the word Torah Hashem on people's levels, we meant to imply something that's above his grasp, above his reach. What was out of his reach, we called Torah Hashem relative to him. That's this B'Shem HaMushal. You know, it's a comparative terminology that's being used relative to me. The Torah that I know right now is called Torah C. It's my Torah. The Torah that I don't know right now, as far as I'm concerned, it's Hashem's Torah. It's still in Hashem's hands. I haven't made it mine yet. I haven't brought it inside myself yet. Because it's only because that portion of Torah or that depth of Torah is hidden from him at the time, therefore, relative to him, we call it, we label it Torah Hashem. And when the person reaches that Torah and he acquires that Torah, it becomes his Torah. However, the nishma that's found in the tchilas hoatzilus, if a person were to climb to that level, to reach such a level of a high of kedusha, <coughs> comparable to the beginning, the uppermost part of the worlds that Hashem created, over there, the nishma is actually Torah Hashem, ki ein govoya misham, because there's nothing above that, rak Torah Hashem mamish. But rather, that's actually, that's the actual Torah Hashem. Because it's not simply a relative term being used based on a specific person's level, but compared to the whole world and the biggest tzaddikim, even for them, that would be called Torah Hashem. The nas over there would be called Torah Hashem. And when a person rises still higher, when a person rises above the Tchilas Watsilus, where the person actually merges with Hashem, a person becomes Nichlal in the infinite light of Hashem. Then, that person's nase over there, the nase is what's called Torah Hashem, literally Kaviochel, and the Nishma is what's called Tfilah Hashem Kaviochel. Now we know, for example, the Gemara in Shabbos tells the story of Moshe Rabbeinu when he went up to heaven. <coughs> Moshe Rabbeinu was saw Rabbi Akiva teaching Torah in Shamayim. 
Rabbi Akiva was teaching Torah to Malachim. We see that there are heights that Sadiqim can achieve in the study of Torah that goes way above our normal comprehension. If, if the Gemara says that he was teaching Torah in Shamayim, obviously we're talking about a completely, completely different level of Torah than what we could possibly comprehend. Or when the Gemara says that he darshan, Rabbi Akiva was able to, to bring forth hundreds of halachos and hundreds of chidushe Torah from each and every single crown on the top of each letter of the of the Sefer Torah, again, this is something that goes way, way, way above our comprehension. We gave an example recently of a case where the Vilna Goinza was able to show through the trup he was able to learn halachas or explanations to the Gemara from different musical notes that are used on different words in the Sefer Torah. But obviously there are levels higher and higher in this. <clears throat> so Rabbeinu says that when a person is to be nichlal in the Ein Soif, there the level of Torah is Torah Hashem and the level of Tefillah is Tefillah Hashem Mamish. And now Rabbeinu explains... <clears throat> There is something that's called Torah Sashem. Kemoisham Razal, as the Gemara says, Ani Kiamtiha Tchila. Hashem says that as far as the Torah, I fulfilled the mitzvahs of the Torah before anybody else. Now, when we talk about Hashem fulfilling the mitzvahs of the Torah, it doesn't mean that Hashem put on tzitzis, chasushon, physically, literally put on tzitzis the way we do. Obviously, the Torah Hashem, the Kim of the Torah Hashem on Hashem's level is something way, way above our comprehension. It's not the simple level that we're thinking of. When Hashem says, And as we find in a different Gemara, where the Gemara says, The Gemara says, Hashem clothes those that, are, that need clothing. Hashem visits the sick. So we see a concept of Hashem fulfilling the mitzvahs of the Torah. This is called Torah's Hashem. Hashem performing the mitzvahs of the Torah on His level. V'chein Omrazal and the Gemara also says, Minayin shakadosh baruch tefillin. How do we know that Hashem puts on tefillin? And the Gemara brings proof from Sukkim to show that Hashem puts on tefillin. But again, it's not necessarily talking about tefillin in the form that we know it. So we see there is a concept of Torah Sashem. V'chein yesh tefillah Sashem. There's also a concept of the tefillah of Hashem. K'mo Hashem Razal, as the Gemara says, Minayin shakodesh baruchu mispalel. How do we know that Hashem himself davens? And the Gemara brings proof from a posuk. V'aviyosim el arkochi, v'simachtim beveis tefillah si. I will, I will rejoice with the Jews in my house of tefillah. The Gemara says it doesn't say in their house of tefillah, in my house of tefillah, implying that Hashem himself davens. Shenemar, v'simachtim beveis tefillah si. So we see there is a concept of the Torah of Hashem and the Tfil of Hashem. And when a person, a tzaddik, is to rise to such a high level where he becomes Kaviochel one with Hashem, he merges with the infinite light of Hashem. Then that person's Torah if he merged with Hashem, then the Torah that he's learning is Kaviochel, the Torah Hashem, the way Hashem is learning it, Kaviochel. And his Tfila 
is the tefillah of Hashem. Again, a concept of shechina medaberes mitoich groinoi. The Gemara uses that terminology. Shechina medaberes mitoich groinoi means it's not a human being speaking these words of Torah, but rather it's Hashem himself speaking through this person. Now we find, for example, Reb Chaim Vitalzal, in the introduction to the Kisvi Arizal, when he writes about the level of Torah that his Rebbe is presenting there, <coughs> he says that any person reading these words and studying it will understand that this is not Torah that a human being could be to through human logic or reason of any sort whatsoever, but rather the revelations that are found in this Sefer are clearly revelations that were gotten through Ruach HaKodesh, which means this is not using human, it's not a matter of using human potential, the human mind to go as high it can get, as it can in figuring things out, but rather this is a human being rising to the level of Malachim, or rising to a level above that, and Kavyochel having Hashem himself teach him Torah, or having Hashem himself reveal to him secrets of Torah, which a human being would normally not be able to conclude on their own, no matter if they studied the Torah for a hundred years. We have the example of the case where the Arizal was once sleeping on a Shabbos, and one of his Talmidim saw his lips moving, and he asked the Arizal afterwards, could you tell me what was going on? So the Arizal said to him, <coughs> I was learning secrets in heaven about the story of Bilam and Bolok. And he said to him, you should know that the shear that I just witnessed, it would take me 80 years to explain to you one of the items that I learned there now. This was during his sleep. The Arizal was learning. He was given the privilege of visiting yeshivas in heaven and learning Torah on a level where with him as a Rebbe, with his level of students, it would take them 80 years to understand one of the items that he was taught there. Now Rabbi Nezal says, razal. This is what the Gemara says in Baba Kama. If a person is mispalel for a friend who needs a specific item, and the one who's being mispalel needs the same item, <coughs> then the one who's being mispalel, even though his tefillah is being directed on behalf of the other person, the one who's davening, his need will be satisfied first. Rabbein Azal explains, Because the fact that this person, Reuven, needs a certain item, and he decides not to daven for himself, not to ask for it for himself, that could only be because he considers himself nothing. If I am a something, then my needs and my concerns are important are significant. The fact that I'm ignoring my own personal need implies that I consider myself nothing. If I'm nothing, my needs don't exist. They don't come into the picture. When a person considers himself nothing, then he's considering himself like the beginning, like before creation, before there was a world when there was nothing, there was only Hashem, a concept of before creation. 
ומחמס שהוא בחינס תחילה, על ידי זה הוא נהנה תחילה. Because of the fact that this person is acting like the beginning, because he's considering himself nothing, which is what existed in the beginning, Bereshus, before the world was created, because he's acting like the beginning, therefore he's served first. First means beginning also. Therefore, Hashem takes care of his needs first. Because he's a Bechina of Tchila, he's Nene Tchila. Now, Rab Nusanzal says, L'chura, ein lozeh ho'inyan chibur heitev l'ma At first glance, this doesn't seem to be connected to what we were learning before. Ach be'emes mevur zeh ho'inyan heitev l'mayin k'tsas. However, if you look at it a little bit carefully, you'll see that there is a very definite connection between what we just said and everything that we learned previously. <coughs> because it's explained previously and further. That the concept of the tefillah of Hashem is something that goes way back to before creation. It's above this Bria. It's above what exists in this world. That's also a concept of before, before creation. We said that when a person rises to the level of and then he goes past that to the Ein Soif, which is the level of purity that existed in the world before Hashem created the world, we said then the person is zoichet to Tfilas Hashem. So Tfilas Hashem is a concept of Koinam Abriya, Tchila. And because that concept is a concept of nothingness, a concept of before creation, therefore, the only one that could be to that concept of reaching to the nothingness, to the state of holiness that existed before there was a world, before there was something, when there was only nothing, nothing being used to refer to the highest level of the holiness of Hashem, the only one who could reach that is a person who is himself nothing, who considers himself nothing. <coughs> this means a person who's truly humble. A person who nullifies himself completely, 100% considers himself total zero, total nothing. As if he doesn't exist in the world. To the point where the person becomes part of the infinite light of Hashem. <coughs> Because we assume generally that if a person is a something, to the extent that he's something, he's taking up space <coughs> and he's blocking the presence of Hashem to a degree, to a degree. To the extent that a person makes himself nothing, vacates himself in a sense, the more he vacates his own somethingness, the more he makes room for the presence of Hashem to be there. The more he's mevatel himself, the more he's me'ira, the presence of Hashem. Just like we mentioned many times, Rabbi Nezal says in the opening line of Torah of Avon Likut Imran, <coughs> Rabbi Nezal says, Ki tzorech kolodom lema'it b'chvoyed atzmoy, u'laharboyz b'chvoyed hamokoyim. A person has to see to it to minimize his own kovoyed, and to increase the cover of Hashem. And the Mephoshim explained those two go together. To the extent that a person is able to suppress 
and obliterate their own personal kavod <coughs> to that same exact extent, that person is elevating the kavod of Hashem and is 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 heightening and and making room for the kavod of Hashem. Shesh, or now Rab Zal says this whole insert over here from the parentheses from Lechur is Rab Zal's words explaining. Now Rab Zal says Uboze mekusher heitev ma'ashev muva lekaman al ma'imrazal elozer zira. Now you'll understand how something we're going to have on the next page where Rab is going to bring a story about one of the rabbis of the Gemara related to his being tested <coughs> with humbleness shechajdu begadlus. They suspected. Of being arrogant, the Alkain Chovshuhu, and therefore they put him in prison. Ayn Sham, if you'll take a look over there, <coughs> you'll see how that's connected to this. How this all ties into what we learned earlier about the Torah Sashem and Tfila Sashem, and that there are higher and higher levels of that. And the highest level of Torah Sashem and Tfila Sashem is when a person is Zechet to Ayn. <clears throat> when a person is zeichet to tchila koydem abria, that's where the Torah Hashem is literally Torah Hashem. Tefilas Hashem is literally Tefilas Hashem. Rabbi Nezal says, how can a person be zeichet to that? <clears throat> to the extent that a person achieves humbleness and modesty, that's what will allow the person to achieve greater and greater levels of this Torah Hashem and Tefilas Hashem. <clears throat> a perfect example of this would be, and literally the most classic example. The time when Bnei Israel worshipped the Egel Azov, and Hashem wanted to destroy the whole Am Yisrael, and Moshe Rabbeinu said, <coughs> "Don't." Moshe Rabbeinu begged Hashem, "Please don't destroy them." And Moshe Rabbeinu said to Hashem, "Ve'im ayin, and if not, and if you don't agree to fulfill my request to let the Jews live, mocheni no misifrecha then erase me from your safer. Then kill me. Because if you say that the Jews aren't worthy to live, then I'm first. Because I'm the least worthy of them. This is how Moshe Rabbeinu was presenting himself before Hashem. Rabbeinu Zal in another turn of the Kutimran explains that when he said Vim Ayin, that was, an ex- that was re- referring to his anivus, his humbleness. What happened immediately afterwards? Hashem gave Moshe Rabbeinu a, sh- a shear on Tfilas Hashem. Hashem, that was when Hashem revealed to Moshe Rabbeinu the Yud Shorachmim, the special names of Hashem, Hashem Hashem Kel Rachim Vachanun, which represents a, an example of Tfilas Hashem, literally, where the Tfila is Hashem. Hu Tehilo Sechor, quotes a Hashem himself is the Tfila, where just mentioning certain names of Hashem represents the highest, highest possible Tfila imaginable, reaching up to the Keser, the crown of Hashem, and a Tfila that can crush any Gzardin, any Midasadin that Hashem would have towards Bnei Israel. Here you have an example of where the, the modesty immediately followed by a revelation of the Tfilah Sashem and the Torah Sashem, etc. So, um, the angel seems to be suggesting that, that, um, that if, or maybe I'm even wrong, but that if a person is in need of something and sees it, that perhaps one should go about praying for his friend's need first in order that, that he should also be answered. But then Rebbein also goes on to say that that, that Tefillah has to be so pure that he has to consider himself completely nothing. So bringing it now down to a real personal level for us, 
if we as a medium we also see our phantasms, but we're not able to reach the level that we're able to make ourselves completely nothing, and there might be even some self-interest that we should pray for other things more that we should, we should still, is it best that we should still take that approach over the approach of just asking for our own needs first? For sure. Each th- Rabbein is talking to each person on their own level. Each person has to find where they plug into this. Rabbein sometimes presents the ideal, <coughs> the best, what tzaddikim azaychatu. Each and every one of us has to be aware that there are such levels and that tzaddikim azaychatu to those levels and that we should aspire to some degree to reach those levels. At the same time, a person has to know that in certain cases, the application to us is not the exact same way as the big tzaddikim apply to themselves. Many times, Rav Nosan will take a chapter on the Kutimran, and I'll say, this item that Rav is presenting in this form, I'll show you another form of how it relates to us, or how it's presented in the Torah itself, stories in the, you know, which show it. In this case, there are obviously many versions of this. There's a person who actually can rise to a level where they consider themselves, their love, their avas Yisroel, and their respect for another Jew is so great that when he knows that he has an hour a day to speak to Hashem and he wants to discuss with Hashem the most important things in his life, the most important things in his life don't relate to him. It relates to his neighbor and his friend and his rabbi and all the different things. To the extent where he literally puts all of those other people first. Now there's a question, the Gemara mentions this in the case of halacha. Certain cases where we say <clears throat> certain cases a person's in a desert and there's one cup of water and he could either save himself or save somebody else. What he's allowed to do, what he's not allowed to do. And there are halachas that dictate what happens in that case. Here in the case of tefillah, which in certain ways is a person's life. If I daven for another person, it means I'm literally giving them away part of my life. I'm giving them, number one, part of my time. Time is life, literally. And and tefillah is the chiyas of the person. The question is, what, who I consider more important and to what extent? And we see that even in that, there could be selfish motives. Here, Rabbi Nezal is explaining that the whole reason why you'll be answered first is because you consider yourself nothing. Imagine if a person perverts this and says, my only reason for davening for that other person is to serve my own purpose, then he's confusing the issue. The question that he's asking is that Rabbi Nassau discusses a concept of a person taking what they learn and making from it tefillah. As, as a means of serving Hashem. In this chapter of Likut Imran, Rabbi Nezal is discussing a different item, to a degree. He's discussing a concept of a person climbing from one level to the next level, and he's discussing a concept of a tefillah that's above Torah, and a person constantly trying to take what's originally tefillah to them and convert it to Torah. The fact is, we mentioned many times in the Gemara, you have a tefillah that precedes Torah and a tefillah that follows Torah. 
So that that's that's symbolic of this concept that sometimes you can have, you know those you can have a tefillah on top and a tefillah on bottom. In this Torah in the Kutaman, Rabbi Ezra is talking about the tefillah being on top relative <coughs> and trying to climb to each time the level that you're on. What you have is your nasa. What's above you is your nishma. And each time you're trying to jump to a next level to turn a nishma into a nasa, so you're getting a higher level nishma. Now Rabbi Nezal says, bechinas av uben maimar maimar. This ties into what we learned previously, way back towards the beginning of this chapter, where Rabbi Nezal says, Rabbi continues, at first glance, a person wouldn't see the connection between this concept of godless, arrogance, and what we discussed previously in this chapter. Because previously in the chapter, Rabbi wasn't discussing that issue at all. But based on what I just said, you could understand it well. That this whole concept of a person trying to achieve a higher level nasa v'nishma than what they have today, where a person is trying to climb higher and higher till that person's neshama will become nichlau in the ein soif, in the infinite light of Hashem, which goes back to before creation, the level of light that existed before creation, the only way a person could be zeichet to that is through true humbleness, which is the concept of nothing. The word ayin means nothing, which we, we use that term referring to humbleness. person says, I'm nothing. We are nothing. And the word ayin is also the label that's given to the level of light that existed before creation. Ayin meaning nothing, meaning before it was nizgashin, before the light of Hashem was made tangible and it was brought into a gashmius form, referring to the highest level of light possible. When Moshe Rabbeinu made that statement, erase me from the sefer that you wrote, the Megal Amukai says that the last letters of the words misifrecho, asher kosavto, make up the word keser. Knows that Moshe Rabbeinu, by using this word about himself, ayin, he was rising up and reaching up to that highest level of kedusha called keser. <coughs> also. I don't remember the word orich is also found over there. I don't remember it offhand this moment. Mocheni, no, misifrecho, asher. Exactly. Mocheni, no, misifrecho, asher. The soifei tevois there make up the word orich, which corresponds to orich anpin, which is another nickname of keser. Orich means old. In other words, the, the highest level of light possible. <coughs> this corresponds. Is that what we're up to? Or we're skipping again? <coughs> and 
And now you could understand well the connection between this last Gemara that we brought in about a person davening for his friend and then being answered first to, to what we discussed previously in the chapter about the Nas of Anishma. Because a person who's davening for his friend's needs, even though he himself is in need, he or she is in need of the same exact item, that's an example of humbleness. A concept of nothing. The person nullifies themselves. The person shows zero concern for themselves. Rak Margish Tsar Yisrael Chaveroi, but rather they're concerned only for the pain of their fellow Jew, as in the case of Moshe Rabbeinu. He was willing to, to bat, to go to bat for B'nai Yisrael to such, a, such an extent to say, kill me first. Kill me first means my, I mean the least to myself. What's more important to me is all the rest, all the Am Yisrael. Rabbi Nezal says, And when a person does that, they negate themselves. The person is like to, to rise, to become part of this ayin, this nothing, which is a concept of the beginning or before, before creation, before the Bria, all corresponding to that upper level. Therefore, that person is answered first, because that person has risen to the level that's called Tchila, the level that's before creation when there was nothing. That person is, by making himself nothing, showing total lack of concern for himself, ignoring his own concerns, <coughs> and being only concerned with others, that picks the person up to this level of Ayin, which is Tchila, and therefore, he's zeichet to be nene tchila. V'zeh bechinas av uben chatsi maimar v'chatsi maimar. This is also the concept of what we discussed earlier in the Torah of a father and a son, a complete statement and a half a statement. We spoke about Bereshis bora, that Bereshis represented the father, because Reshis is, is chachma, Av bechachma, by Yes Vatsanik it says he was called Avrech. Av bechachma, verach bishonim. So Reshis, which means first, the first is the father in a family, the first is the father. So, so he's the, he's the Maimar. Bereshis, the Gemara says, was one of the ten statements of creation. The next word, Boro, is Chatsi Maimar. It's half of Bereshis. It's three, le- the first three letters of the word Bereshis, that's called Chatsi Maimar. Because as we showed earlier, what's called Nase, which corresponds to Nigla, which corresponds to Torah, to, to Bora, to Ben, to Eden Tato, to Chochma Tato, to Chatzimaymar, that's all level A, relative to level B, the higher level, the level above it, keneged hanishma shehi bechinas bereshis maimar hasholim chochmo ilo eden ilo bechinas av bechinas tefila bechinas nistor. Each one of these represents a set: the av to the ben, the nistor to the nikla, the bereshis to the bora, etc.
כי כל דרגה נגד דרגה שלמעלה ממנו הוא בחינס חצי מימר. Because each level compared to the level above it is called a חצי מימר, a half of a statement. כמו יהוב כשמדבר, מדבר מימר השולם. Just as in the case when you have a father speaking, a person who is much more intelligent and much more experienced, much more advanced, he speaks a complete, he makes a complete statement. And when his small child speaks after him, tells over, let's say, what he's saying, there's no way that he can express it in the same way as the father expressed it. But rather his statement relative to the father is considered half. So too, when we talk about levels of Kiddusha, each time you have a level of Kiddusha, that level compared to the level above it is considered like half. And in fact, in the Zohar Kodesh, it uses that kind of terminology sometimes. When we picture one person above a concept of Odom O'Elyoin in different, different phases, we picture one person's head reaching up to the chest of the one above him. In other words, a concept of things laid out in such a way where the one below reaches halfway up on the one above them. And the level above is considered to be a cl- complete statement compared to the half below it. And so too from level to level. Because all the human beings and the animals and the birds and the vegetation and all objects in this world <coughs> they're all considered to be in the state of compared to the world above this world, which is the world of the Galgalim, the sun, the moon, those items, those higher-level spheres. Because these objects that appear in this world, these physical objects, are hints, are signs, relative to the items of the world above, which are on a much higher level. And so too from world to world. And so too, when we talk about the whole creation relative to what was before creation, the Bria is considered to be Chatsi Maimar compared to the level of Kedusha that existed which is considered to be a much higher level of Kedusha. Just as we mentioned many times that when a person wants to purify themselves in this world, we say purification is done through water. for bread, or going to the mikveh for women or for men. <coughs> Why? Because of the fact that water was the first item in creation. When Hashem created the world, originally the world was wall-to-wall water. Because that's what was in the beginning, that represents the highest state of purity. Before the world got messed up, before human beings and animals and birds invaded it and messed it up. That was the world in its highest state of purity. Therefore, when a person today becomes Tomei and they want to become purified, they do it by submerging themselves completely in wall-to-wall water. By doing that, they're plugging into the level of Kedusha that existed in the beginning of creation. Now imagine that's the beginning of creation. That's when creation already begun. But that still is nowhere near as holy and as pure 
as the level of purity that existed before creation, when there was Kaviochel only Hashem himself in its purest form without creation, which represents Kaviotzimtzum, a step down in a sense, Kaviochel for Hashem, the concept of Vayered Hashem al Har Sinai, that whenever there's a Hisgalus of Hashem, it represents a step down. So if the Bria, if the creation represented a revelation of Hashem, automatically it implies Kaviochel relative to Hashem a step down in a sense. So Rabbein Azal says here, the Klolius Habriya, Neged Koytam Habriya, is also, he bechinas chatsi maimara, ki iker shlemus be'en soif, because the main concept of 100% is only the, in the infinite light of Hashem. V'shom hu bechinas maimara hasholim. There you have this concept of maimara hasholim. Rabbein Azal says, now we understand these two words, Bereshis and Bora, we said that Bereshis is called a Maimar HaSholem, Bora is called Chatsi Maimar. Bora means he created. Bora refers to the totality of creation. The totality of creation is called Chatsi Maimar, Compared to Bereshis. Bereshis implying before create In the beginning, in the beginning meaning even before borrow, before creation. Rabbi Nezal says now here that the word Bereshis here is Bechinas Tfila. The word Bereshis represents Maimar HaSholem, which represents Tfila. The Zohar Kodesh says that the word Bereshis is actually composed of two words, Yore and Boishis. The word Bereshis represents fear of Hashem and being embarrassed before Hashem. Shehi <coughs> HaTfila. That's the concept of Tfila. Bechinas Yiras Hashem Hitishalo. Fear of Hashem. One who has fear of Hashem, that's one who prays. That's one who praises Hashem. So if the word Bereshis is a concept of Yira, then it means Bereshis is a concept of Tfila. Shehu Maimar HaSholem. And we said earlier that Tfila represents Maimar HaSholem relative to Torah. Finish that thought. Now Rabbi Nezal continues. What we're saying here is obviously not easy, and it's not simple, but if a person will try to follow this, Rabbi Nezal is giving concepts of being able to understand how things are related to each other, how to, how to understand the concept of a higher level and lower level on all kinds of different planes within religion. That when we talk about these terms, when we talk about Torah versus Tefillah, when we talk about... <coughs> a father versus a son, we're always, to, to understand always that relative, you know, the, this concept of a level above and level below, and, and a concept of trying to climb constantly to achieve new cycles. Each time a person reaches a new madrega, they have within that madrega what's called the av and the ben terem, the Torah and the tefillah, the nigla and the nistar, etc. Now Rabbi Nezal says, and because of what we learned now, we can understand why emuna, faith, is called Yerushalayim. Because the main binyan comes from Bereshis, 
Shehu Bechinas Yira, the main binyan of Yerushalayim, comes from Bereshis, Shehu Bechinas Yira Sholem. Because Yerushalayim, the Medrash says, was called Yerushalayim because of two words, Yira Sholem, representing the 100% Yira. Ki Tamon Yira Tamon Sholem. Because where there is Yira, there is Shlemus. Rabbi Nezal quotes the Pesach, Ki Ein Machsor Lireyov. Those that have fear of Hashem, they lack nothing. They are called Sholem, 100% complete. So that's Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim is Yira Sholem. And we said that Bereshis was also an Indian of Yira. Yore Boishis. Bereshis, Yore Boishis, Maimra Sholem. Bereshis is also a concept of Yira this concept of my, and, and we said that Bereshis was called Maimar Hasholim. So the Bereshis has both of these things in it. It has Yore in it, and it has Sholim, just like Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim is Yira Sholim. Bereshis, we said, was a Maimar Hasholim, relative to Boro, and it was also the concept of Yira. Now Rabbi Nisla explains what's the connection between Bereshis and Yerushalayim and Emuna. Because we learned earlier that the way that a person is is from the seven shepherds. <coughs> Rabbi Nezal quoted the Pasuk, Shechon Eretz, Ure'ei Emuna. That Emuna comes from the Re'ei, from the Royim, from the shepherds. And we learned earlier that it's impossible to come close to these seven shepherds unless a person has... <coughs> Azus, guts, unless a person has strength, a certain power. Rabbi Nezal quoted the Pesach, Nehalto v'ozcho el nevei kochecho, that in order to get close to the Kedoshim, to these Tzadikim, a person needs Azus. Ula Azus zoichin al yidei simcha kanal. And we said that how do you get to Azus through simcha? Ki chedvas Hashem hi mo'uzchem. Rabbi Nezal said, simcha is your strength, your chutzpah. And we learned earlier that how do you get to Simcha through Nasa Venishma? When the Yidin said Nasa Venishma, they got the crowns on their heads, the two crowns, and Simcha is also called a crown on the head. The Simchas Oilam Al Roisham, the Pusuk says. Ach, Rabbi Nezal says, however, Iker Shlemus has Simcha Yira. When can a person really be zeichet to true a hundred percent simcha? Only when a person has fear, fear of Hashem. Ki vegilu because the pasuk says vegilu, you will be happy birodo with trembling. So we see that simcha is something that a person needs yira to really be able to appreciate simcha. Hainu Iker Hagilov Hasimcha Hualide Tfila Shehibachinas Yirahanal Kanal. The main joy that a, if a person wants to achieve real, pure, total joy, the only way to achieve it is through Tfila, which is synonymous with Yira, Ishira Sashemitasawal. Shehibachinas Nishma, Tfila is a concept of Nishma, Bechinas Maimra Sholem, Sheshom Ikra Shlemus Kanal. That's where the main Shlemus is. Nimtza, Rabbi Nezal says, so you need, you need Yira, Tfila, to get to Simcha, Simcha to get to Azus, Azus to get to the Shivaroyim, the Shivaroyim to get to Emuna. <coughs> so the beginning and end of this chain are Yira to Emuna. 
רבי נזל סז, נמצא שעיקר בניין האמונה, שהיא בכינס ירושלים, קריין האמונה, זכן על ידי תפילה, שהיא בכינס ירה, בכינס מים רשולים כנר. ואיפה we see that the way that a person gets to develop the אמונה, they have to start with תפילה, which is ירה, which is נשמה, which is מימר השולים. V'alkein nikras emuna Yerushalayim. And that's why one of the nicknames of emuna is Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim is called Kirya Ne'emona, the trustworthy city, the city of emuna. Shehu Yero Sholeim. Ki ikar binyono al yidei bechinas Yero. Because the main development of emuna, of faith, comes through Yero. Shehu bechinas maim rasholeim. Sheze bechinas bereshis. That's how a person gets to Emuna. The Aschola of Emuna has to come from Yira. The Yira will lead to Simcha, the Gilu Berada. The Simcha will lead to Azaz Tigdusha. The Azaz Tigdusha will lead a person to come close to the great Tzadikim, and the Tzadikim will teach him Emuna. Rabbein Azal here prescribes a whole procedure, a whole process, that if a person will work on these items, if a person will work on Yira, how will they work on it? They'll learn what Yira is all about. They'll study the Torah to see how the Torah describes fear, exactly what that means. There's a description when it comes to fear, Ish tiro. The Torah says a person is supposed to fear their parents. The Gemara gives a definition of what that means. Not to interrupt them in speaking, not to sit in their chair, a whole list of things. A person has to learn what Yira is about. When a person learns what Yira is about, they'll understand they'll be zechet to tefillah, which is also Yira, and that'll start this whole procedure, this whole chain that we spoke about, the end of which, the gold at the end of the rainbow, is emuna, to be zechet, the true faith in Hashem. That's the tachlis of this chain. The Zer, Rabbi Nezal says, this is what the Pasuk means when it says, Eidus Hashem Ne'emona. Literally, this Pasuk means that the Eidus of Hashem, the Torah, is Ne'emona. It's trustworthy. It cries out the trustworthiness of Hashem. That if a person studies the Torah and they see how true it is to form, they get to know how much to trust in Hashem. Rabbi Nezal explains, Eidus Hashem, Shehem Ho'edim Hanal. The word Eidus also alludes to the crowns that we spoke about earlier. Those crowns were also called Edyom. The Pasuk and the Chumash calls them also Edyom. So Rabbi Nezal says, <coughs> those crowns, Ne'emono, Al Yodom Nifnes Through those crowns, which were Nasev and Ishma, through that a person gets to Emuna. This is another connection being drawn between those two items. Vezer, Rabbi Nezal says, this also explains another Pasuk. <coughs> the Pasuk says, Mishom Roye Eben Yisroel. That from there, the stone of Bnei Yisroel comes forth. The Targumai, the Targum on the word Eben is Av and Ben. That's what the Targum says, Av Ubnin. We learned earlier that when you have Av and Ben, that's called Maimar Hasholeim. Because Chatsi Maimar is the son. Bro, we mentioned earlier, Bora means to create. Bro also means the son. This S-O-N. A son is called Chatsi Maimar when he's alone. 
Avol Maimar Hasholim, who Avul Ben Kechodor. But it's called Maimar Hasholim when the father and son are united. Kishom Nichlal Hakoil, because there everything comes together. And once a person brings everything together, this Av and Ben, the Nasev and Ishma, and all the other things we spoke about, then the person can be zocher to get close to the Royim, Mishom Roye. How do you get to the Royim? Through Evan, through this Av and Ben. V'zehu Mishom Roye, Evan Yisrael. That through achieving the Madregos that we explained and described as Av and Ben, through that a person is zocher to come close to the Royim, to the shepherds. Uh, the said before, that uh, uh, compared Av to Maimar Shalom Ben Tchatzi Maimar. Here, Ben is also saying that um, Maimar Shalom is the Av and Ben together. Exactly. How is, what happened? The, because this is a rule, this is an important point that he's making here, <clears throat> that when we talk about levels of Kedusha, when we talk about a level that's above, a level below it, the level above automatically includes in it the level below. And that's the Moshe he's giving here. That even though in the beginning we said that Bereshis was Av, Boro was Ben, you should know that when we say Bereshis, Bereshis automatically includes in it Av and Ben. Proof is that the word Bereshis has in it the Boro. The Bara is in the Bereshis, automatically telling you that the Av has the Ben in it. When we talk about Chesed, Chesed has in it whatever Kiddush is below, whatever Kiddush Gvura has in it, Chesed has in it plus something more, and so on and so forth. We'll hold it over here for now. Paragraph Yudalaf.